you may and you can. You could do any. Yeah, you could. Yeah, do whatever. You know, like slap your face a few times. You know, just get it going. Yep. I have a dog here. Oh, you got. Oh, okay. That's, That's weird. Save that for later. Are those your dogs right there? Mm-hmm. Have you seen them ever? I think they have Instagram accounts. Is this yeah. this correct? And probably a far far more vast following than myself. Uh, <laughs> more than me too. Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm so shitty at when it comes to uh, uh, social media and such. You're getting better. This oh yeah, thanks. That's okay. If you get like, what helps is if you just Closer. like just grab the mic like this. So it'll like even it's if like you want to like Oscar. come in like ice cream cone it like what's up? Exactly. It's kind of an Oscar hold. <laughs> I know it's kind of weird, right? Talking into the radios and such. Yes. But as I'm a complete amateur and uh, I've got like 80 fantastic subscribers, God bless every single one of you. I have a treat for you. I have a treat for you. I have the illustrious, wonderful hero of the pandemic, one of many. <laughs> She's blushing already. Uh, <laughs> uh Noise extraordinaire. She uh, is one of my Reiki students and just an all-around good human being. Her name is Anna Boss, and we welcome her to the, I'm guessing, what is this, the 12th? Yeah, 12th, 12th episode of the Mr. Woo Podcast. So we're going to get a crack in right now. What's going on, my brothers and sisters? Oh, yeah. Aunties and uncles, monks, Kabbalists, wizards. Mr. Woo Mystics, sons and daughters of God, welcome to Mr. Woo Woo. Yes, welcome everybody to the Mr. Woo Woo podcast. It is a rainy day, at least, I don't know when you're listening to this exact episode, but it is raining like dogs and cats out here in San Diego on election day. It is election day, right? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be afraid. Let me get that mic right next to you. Hello. What's up? You can be like, oh, what's going on right now? Because <laughs> no one's like, like beaked the <laughs> the pop filter. Not yet. So you can be, no, no. This could be the, the flagship beaking. Perfect. But you can be, yeah. You can be like, yeah. You're here for it. Awesome, dude. We are here and we are live and it is a sultry day. I like, I like these kind of gray, silvery days. You know, it uh, gives me a lot to think about, especially... Um, about our nation I, I went off in the last podcast sorry about that everybody i was feeling a little rambunctious it does happen um when it comes to <laughs> this country i get a little excessively patriotic but it was like a lunar eclipse last night maybe oh, everything's in transition or something right. oh my god that's a great point actually everything is kind of in transition right now uh quite a bit actually i could tell just by looking at the um thumbnails kind of from like youtube videos and such that it is mixing up and we are in the shit big time. It is rotor rooter time. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Thank thanks you. for coming here. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Yay. Impromptu radio shows. I listen shows. to the podcast every week. Oh, so. Do you hear that, everybody? Be like on a boss. This might be the only one I don't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should because you're awesome and you should. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Of course. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to um, Mr. Boss. Hi, Garrett. Hey, Garrett, you're the man. What's up to the puppies? Hope you're practicing your Reiki, you know, hitting that food up. Uh, we're going to talk about Garrett later, a little later, but, you know, not in depth. He probably doesn't want us to talk, like, about him, you know? He's like, what the hell, dude? I don't want to be a part of that roundtable for that. But, uh, yeah, this has been a um, wild, uh, 
couple of um couple of years but i i forget what was the exact date like that we did our reiki class was that like four years ago five years ago something like that a while ago yeah i don't know some while it was ago. garrett and i yeah yeah you took it with garrett. Cool. that was really cool husband and wife teams always welcome to the reiki to the reiki classes um yeah how's that how's that going do the dogs like the reiki yeah you practice on them a bunch sometimes i do yeah Sometimes I think they are overwhelmed by it and they run away. And other times they're like, oh, hello. And they come snuggle. Okay. Yeah. See, it's good for snuggling, you guys. It's also good for um, during the winter months. I don't know if you've noticed, like your body temp kind of goes up a little bit. I'm aware. Very aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the only one at work who's not wearing a sweater anymore. Oh, okay. Or still because I'm generating my own on your, your own body heat, right? Yeah. I, I get kicked kind of to the side of the bed like during oh. the summer months because when you radiate heat in June and July, it's like, Reiki's great, but do it from over there because you're, you're overheating me, babe, is what... Garrett what calls me his personal furnace. There you go. If you want to be a personal furnace, you, I, just on the advertising of that alone, I tell ladies especially because a lot of times I'll have like circulatory issues mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, I'm a little chilly all the time. Generally, women have less hemoglobin, so they're generally colder and stuff. Hemoglobin. Guys, this is going to be an educational podcast. I love it. I don't know how much I'll turn. I'll try to tune it down. No, we want you to tune it up. It could be as medical or, yeah, you could be (laughs) as medical or specific as you want. And silly. You could be silly too. That's completely permissible. We'll see. It'll probably get better as it goes. Oh, yeah. It definitely does. It definitely does. It's not like I know what I'm doing. That's the whole fun of it. You know, it's my 12 podcast. Kind of still an amateur. And when I'm not ranting into thin air, sorry about that again, you guys. And good uh, stories. Oh yeah, decent stories, decent stories. I think yeah. Maybe I'll add to them. Oh, of course, of course. We've got all times, all types of stuff to talk about. So, um, when did we do it? What was that like? Four years ago or something like that? Maybe five. Five or five or six, maybe five, five or six? probably five. But I met you at a massage envy. Oh, man, when I was working for the enviousness. Oh, man, that corporation, not a sponsor. Just to (laughs) let you all know that, not But very grateful that it led me to you. Yes, me too, me too. I met met some really wonderful people there. It seems like it. And unintentionally maybe borrowed a few clients that were on their client list. But, you know, not a fan of their model anyway. They they lock you into a contract, and they just deduct it out of your thing, and they usually present their, their contract for you after you're all inebriated off of a good massage <laughs> and you, uh, it's hard to say yes because I'm feeling a little drunk and happy right now. It's a little shady. A little bit. But they were wonderful to work for for the reason that, um, oh, what? I remember what happened that what day. Happened? I was working night shift and I came to see you and it might have been like right after a shift, but I was having low back pain and you were like, hey, whatever, I'm Josh, I'll see you in a sec. And they're like, got ready and I thought you bailed on me because it took really? you like 20 minutes to come back could have been five could have been 15 <laughs> but because someone fell outside and like you called an ambulance or something oh dude that's a great story that lady that lady would come in and I dude talk about that matrix energetic stuff that we just did right now 
she would come in and I could just hold my hand up and she would wave around and like just smash to the ground. Like she reacted to energy work so crazily. <laughs> I, she still has four, <laughs> uh, she still has four <laughs> sessions that she bought for me in advance, still hasn't come and got them. But uh, when she was there, I attuned her to the first level of Shambhala multidimensional healing, which is like the Reiki that I teach people that want to like really jump off the friggin' deep end after the Reiki masters. And they're like, because it includes far out shit like ascended masters and and really complex, not really complex, yeah, but like cosmology. Level. It is for people that are like, you got some more, you know. <laughs> you might have heard the episode with um, Leslie Abbott, another mm-hmm. one of my Reiki First students. Time. She was just like more. She was like that little child vampire in friggin' interview. And she's like, you got some more, you know. Even I like, look forward dang. to meeting you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leslie's awesome. I'm gonna have her back on really soon. Uh, she's stoked to to come back on too, and she's really funny and really cool. Uh, and she just kept going more, more, more. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll let you need to level one of this other system and see what you think about it. And a week later, she's like, I want some more. <laughs> it's hard not to stop. Gimme, 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 gimme. And I was just like, okay. So, so I, I teach at the level basically like to match whatever level of enthusiasm you have for it or whatever. Sweet level desire you know so you know it's a little possibility after we do our master our master class here um which i look forward to tremendously and um and by the way folks when people say like i'm a reiki master i should let you know it they're not a master of shit (laughs) (laughs) they really aren't it's it's basically a commitment to the pathway of mastery and trying to meld your consciousness with spirit and and have like the spiritual paradigm overwrite your intellectual paradigm as far as your waking software for the way you conduct your life um we get distracted easily especially by work and family and the events of the country right everything and, <laughs> pretty much freaking everything's designed to traffic it's hard to remember oh but now traffic reminds me goes like i need to bust out this magical shit so i can maybe clear a little pathway and you know you start to see the because uncon- everyone's running unconsciously and subconsciously so i always think green 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 so i see green lights yeah does it work sometimes i think so right can't hurt it kind of works into the degree that you're that you're you believe that it does that's the whole that's kind of the whole thing folks like when we talk a lot of attraction if you go green 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 and you're like no this never works it won't it won't for sure but like when you're at the um i think it was like the reiki master level you guys it doesn't mean that they're like you know, patchouli's coming out of their armpits or anything <laughs> like that. It's it's really just like I'm gonna play this game basically until the end. And uh, with so more basically, tools now. with with way more, and and each of those levels kind of levels up the power and the level of access that you have to two different spiritual. Um, I don't know, like my cosmology is really unique, but just different kind of dimensionalities. And all three levels of Reiki, though wonderful. Um, you end up with like these four symbols that attune you to each. It's kind of correlates to each of the physical, like the physical body be the first level and then the emotional body and the, the mental body and the spirit in the first layer of the soul would be uh, like the third, the second, third and fourth symbol. But past that in the Shambhala system, there's 352 levels. So, and you don't have to memorize. Any. I was going to say, do you remember all of them? There are like 22 symbols that you that the system like teaches you, but most of it is unconscious because we're little ants, you know, and it like, and that software goes all the way allegedly to the throne of grace. So it, it's kind of way beyond, <laughs> you just kind of, it's one of those things you just kind of set it and forget, you turn it on and whoosh, everything comes out and, and does its own thing. 
but this lady, I tuned her to the first level because she was just like, right, how are you doing this? Going back to Massage Envy, okay, which yeah, I will never do again, no matter what. I'd work at an Outback Steakhouse before that. But she, <laughs> I would just raise her hand. And on that day, she came in and it was her birthday. Uh, God bless her. I, I can't remember her name. I have it written down because... <laughs> <laughs> she's just such an awesome lady I would like raise my hand and she was so out of it that she like slumped in a chair and she was in the lobby and she like wouldn't be able to drive her car for like a half hour because she'd just be like and just knocked out processing yeah but she she knew she went so far like that she would just her conscious mind would drop out and her body would just fall like a sack of potatoes and I found out just before Anna came in and I met her (laughs) so that was my introduction to her this lady had like taken like six steps and then collapsed straight down outside of the thing and they had to call an ambulance and like six, like six fire people. And it's not always doesn't show up that, that powerfully you guys, <laughs> like my last office, I did have like, you know, like padding um, on the bottom. I had padding for basically the flooring was like an inch thick in of foam just in case people would collapse. And they did like in the video I did for this with aunt, she was like, I had to tighten my abs and my core mm-hmm. in order to like not fall. And I'm like, Oh, you can get as gumby as you want. Like you're not going to, like fall wouldn't hit like, the ground too much yeah you wouldn't it would just it would just kind of like bend bend around and whoosh nice. if you will like but this lady would fall like a sack of potatoes and she did and then six firemen resuscitated her and i was like girl are you doing this just so that these young men can come in like and she's like <laughs> maybe Classic. you know and then we gave her some candy bars and then she like like went <laughs> went on her way she's been in the office like a couple times uh but she just goes into those states now and because she was so enthusiastic i i taught her the first level of like shambhala and that's all that lady needed she's off to the she's probably doing spiritual work that dwarfs my own because it all has to do with enthusiasm and like what you're going to do with it uh so shout out to her she's fantastic that lady and then anna was like yeah, I are guess you I my practitioner and i was like, well, I was like yeah you came back <laughs> Because I was on the table for yeah. a while. Yeah, and Anna's like a, a nurse, so she was probably like, am I supposed to go tend to this person? I know, right I was now? like, wait a second, I'm off duty. Yeah, yeah, but you know I'm how this I'm is. not a nurse, what? Oh, wait, <laughs> did, I had to ask, like, has that ever happened to you when you're in public and someone had like a seizure or something like um, that and you had to tend to them? No, I don't think so. Maybe I've blocked them out, but no. <laughs> PTSD I try not nursing. to announce it because there's not much I could do. I mean, I could do CPR, like but... Like stabilize them and stuff yeah, like, like that and tend to them. Lay down. I don't know. Yeah, that... that Get your feet up. All the nurses I know, like, they take that Hippocratic so seriously. Like, they're just like, stop whatever they're doing. It could be at a ball game on a plane, and they're just like, yep, okay, I'll just do whatever skill yeah. set I do. How long have you been a nurse now? Seven years, about, almost. Seven years. Yeah. It's pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What uh, department are you in? Um, I am an oncology infusion nurse. So I do cancer treatment and supportive care. That's good karma. That's good karma. I People that so. are at the ultimate level of, uh, suffering. of suffering. And yeah. uh, like it's, that's probably the scariest, I'd say, of all of the medical challenges that people can can probably deal with short of like flesh-eating bacteria. Oh, yeah, that and scabies. Mm. Scabies? But I don't what? do those. Oh, dude, that sounds like... Any a, bugs, bed bugs, mm, no thanks. What? Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, when I used to work in the hospital, because I worked in the hospital genius. for like six years, okay. six and a half, that was the one that I was like, no, thank you. All yeah, of us you were like, the back know, of your neck, like, dude. Oh, it gives you the, even the word scabies, it sounds like it's a Scooby-Doo bad. villain, you know, it has like energy to it. Is that yeah. like a skin thing? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Oh my gosh. I, they don't pay you all. I'm enough. grateful that I'm not working in the hospital anymore. Now I work in a clinic and it's Monday through ah. Friday. Ah. 7.30 to 6, 4, 10 hour shifts. Way better. That's marvelous. Did you make that change before the whole, you know, pandemic thing? No, it was. Pandemic whammy? Just about a year ago, I made the switch to an outpatient setting. Wow. Good timing. Yeah. Really good timing. Like, yeah. that's, that's just like, excuse me, I'll let you <sighs> ladies and gentlemen handle that. When I, I go make some clinic money. Yeah. I, love it. I did my time. My unit, yeah. I was on a medical totally. oncology unit um, uh-huh. at a hospital here. And uh, then it awesome. became a COVID unit. Um, and so, like, I. Surprise. Just, I know, right? <laughs> well, because it was like a medical med surge unit. We were like, we're catch all for every. We were catch all for everything. Oh um, but. Yeah, I learned a lot from COVID. Saw a lot of things. I'll friggin' bet you did. I'll really friggin' bet you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone in I healthcare, just... anyone who's had to work throughout it all, you know? Yeah. Like, like your girlfriend's still just like and... tripping about that? Like the ones that they used to get in contact with the ones at the yeah. hospital, or are they just kind of. Everyone has their own ways of coping. Some are healthy, some are not. You know, I heard because uh, because Abby's friends with a lot of a lot of nurses, and some of them are in college, some of them are in emergency, some of them had to put together those units like, oh, like yeah. on the fly. And they're like, we would go to like Joe's Crab Shack and get a bunch of like soft shell crabs or whatever, and they give us the mallets, and we would just beat the crap out of them. It'd <laughs> be like shrapnel, like crab oh, shrapnel flying everywhere. And I was like, dude, I don't even even I can't I don't think I've ever because I'm not a parent too. Yeah. So I've. I don't think I've ever had to deal with that level of stress before. Yeah. Like I, I pretty much chose this industry because I would basically get paid to meditate and I wear That's smart. Tempur-Pedic slippers basically as my work shoe <laughs> and have for like 19 years. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's like, why not if you have the option, you know, it's like being a podiatrist, I'm sure or something like that. I was like, Oh, let me get that hangnail, you know, <laughs> done. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, what, where'd you go to school? Uh, Villanova University in Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. They're the fighting wildcats. Of wildcats. Are you thinking maybe Novans. fighting Irish? No, I mean you know it's like a fighting, fighting like whatever. and then some kind yeah. of animal banana slugs. Yeah, go cats. Right? Villanova. That's where I met my husband Garrett. Ah, oh, Garrett, you yeah. sweetheart of a man. I know we were lab partners in organic chemistry. Oh, love blooms in the lab. Yeah, love does bloom in the lab. Uh. God, I love that guy. We're going to do a little shout out to him and um, his incredible painting abilities a little later in the show. Um, but yeah, so after <laughs> I met you at Massage Envy, mm-hmm. and did I just like outright steal you from that place unintentionally? I yeah. should add for legal purposes. I think I came to see you exclusively until you left. <laughs> until I left. That yeah. Place. And then I was like, well, I think then we moved and I. Just kind of stopped going. Sorry, massage envy. But anyway, now I contract see ran you. out. See you, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but that day I was I was, you know, twenty five year old nurse having back pain that I shouldn't. Was have it back had. pain? Yeah. I can't even remember your like problems yeah, anymore because like, oh, they've yeah, changed kind of a bunch. Yeah, definitely. Which like, is cool. Which is very cool. Yeah. Right? I was trying to it's like improved. throw in the the energy stuff. Yeah. In order to get rid of that and. Uh, I think I, I did the same technique. Was it like the same day that that lady had collapsed? Yes. And you're like, what'd you, like what'd right you do to that lady? I'll be like, want me to show you? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and she said, yeah, this is the kind of adventurism I'm talking about, kids. This is the kind of thing we're we're going for. Yes. And uh, were you able okay, to feel wait, it the first I, time? 
yes, yes, right, right away. It was kind of like a wave went over me. Yeah. Through yeah. me. I don't know. I felt like I kind of did the worm standing up. <laughs> That's a perfect way to describe it. Oftentimes myself, when I work on myself, I feel like I have, I'm like doing the worm standing. It's like a vertical worm. Yeah. Yeah. Not a tequila worm. The opposite. Uh, what was the question you said? You like had a quick question. Oh, we can <laughs> go back to it. I'll remember. Um, but after <laughs> that, I, I was just so intrigued by it. And then I like Googled you. I looked up your website and then oh. came back to see you a couple of times. I was just, I think I like kept asking more and more questions. And then you were like, I wrote a book. And I was right. like, no way. And that day I went home, like whatever that was, I ordered it off of Amazon and you know, it can get there the next day. So I read it that weekend and I was like, whoa, this guy's crazy. I can do this too, maybe. I was hoping I could explain the crazy in a succinct yeah. and entertaining way. Relatable. By the way, folks, the book's yes. name <laughs> is Profanity, How I Went From an Atheist to a Quantum Wizard in Less Than a Decade. It's it's at least entertaining. It doesn't suck. I've read books that sucked. So and It's not long, so it's, it's not, not a big commitment. It's like 200 really flippy pages and... Like it explains stuff like Reiki, why craniosacral therapy is real. Am I too loud in your microphone? No. In your in your headphones, it's pretty. It's pretty good. We're golden, yeah. Oh, I just want to make sure because sometimes my voice can be a little more bombastic than I want. And Abby is doing a session next door, so hopefully I'm not being a dickhead for this. We got to get like so. we're gonna get um like soundproof panels, I think, for this wall, so that we can do this at the same time. But it never if we need to. When I'm listening, it never sounds bad. That's like so I can rad. never hear anything else. I am a complete amateur at sound engineering, so I'm pleased to hear that it's it's, it's finding a pocket. It's finding a pocket. <laughs> okay, but then I read your book. So yeah. the book. And it's relatable. That's good too. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I do it's use a little bit of adult language in there too. Which is relatable. It, that's that's the reason I did it. <laughs> I thought I would do like the flowery kind of Greg Braden, you know, technical stuff, but I was just trying to write a book that you guys wouldn't thought was shitty or a waste of your time in life. So if you do, don't buy it on Amazon. You know, if you do, get it on Kindle. It's like two ninety nine or one ninety nine or something like that. And you could, or I have an extra copy. Or oh, yeah, I, yeah, we do have extra copies. No, yes, I mean I, I bought a couple to oh, support oh, you. you did. <laughs> yeah. Dang! If all of you could be clients or listeners like this lady, I'd already be up there getting interviewed by Rogan, but that's not going to happen for a year or two. I'm I'm setting that intention for it to be a year or two. <laughs> a year or two. Yeah, I'm gonna basically now that Elon took over Twitter, I'm gonna bug the shit out of a few stand up comedians. <laughs> um almost everyone. All right. Except for the people that already got banned. Uh, 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 uh. Oops. Yeah, the fascists are getting plucked. It's is getting uh yeah, the the uh, the thought police and the uh, the word police are getting um their asses handed to them. Not a moment too soon, God. I've been waiting for a while, man. Being censored is uh, the pits. Bueno. The pits. And America, I always thought, was kind of founded on like really coarse and really um, caustic conversations because people have really, you know, it used to be like, if you don't believe in Jesus this way, we hang you, we, you know, we burn you at the stake, we censor you, you know, Catholics versus Protestants, that whole thing. And now it's just ideas in general, you know, people wanting other people to shut up. And I made the point in the last podcast was like, if you're right, if you're, if you're like, if you're, if your point of view is correct or the least harmful or whatever, you shouldn't fear, you should welcome, uh, you should welcome, um, 
like debate. conversation and debate. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be able to shoot it down with reason. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be the, yeah. like the course that we've had for the last couple of years. Uh, but we're getting back there pretty fast. It is election day after all. Don't forget to go yeah. and vote. Did you get to vote? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. But when they listen to this, when I people listen yeah. to this, it'll be too late. But hope you did. It will. I hope you all did. I hope you all got to voice your... Don't stuff those you ballot boxes. I love you the stickers. AR-15s waiting for you if you do. Just kidding. That's in the South. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we were yeah. getting way off topic. Oh, yeah, it's okay. How we met. This is a divergent <laughs> podcast. Like it just, this is how I tell stories. They're called yeah. honest stories. Honest stories, yeah. And they go in circles, and then I don't remember, and then... Someone will be like, by the way, you were starting this. and then You were starting to say something about Reiki or oh, yeah. uh, energy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have oh. a question. How about this? I, I love questions. Three questions. Please do. Oh, three. What is Reiki? Uh-huh. What is craniosacral therapy? And mm-hmm. what is matrix energetics? The difference and between the how three? How can I tell people in a like an elevator conversation? Oh, wow. An you elevator know, so conversation? Like, um, I mean, I love being woo-woo too, but you know, yes. how to explain it? It is... Uh, challenging to do in a few floors <laughs> um a reiki is basically it's like you downloaded an app into the iphone of your consciousness basically it's, it's like a subset of what people call the Tao or the holy spirit or the shekinah if you're if you're hebrew and it's just like all it does is raise energy and inverse negative energy so if you can imagine if they had a disease in your body it would target that area uh, high vibration energy where you're not using your own electromagnetic energy. It's its own spectrum of electromagnetic energy that comes in through your crown, into your heart, and then goes out into creation and hopefully the target that you're, you're thinking of as far as a person. And you don't have to use your energy. You could think about other stuff and Reiki would just me, 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 me. It would flow into that person. You could touch them and it would, it would do it. So it's more like what they'd call a radiatory form of energy healing where you're channeling a higher vibrational energy that like isn't through yours you. through you. So yeah, you you're get the, the prism. Too. Yes, you do. It is very like beneficial. That. Yeah, so <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, it's all, all really good prayer ben- ends up benefiting you anyway. If you asked for um, With the right intentions, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's as great as the intentions are built into the system. So even if you were like, "Fuck this motherfucker, Reiki on," and send it to them, they're gonna you know flowers and sunshine, <laughs> and <laughs> it's gonna cure whatever part of you that's saying "fuck this motherfucker." It's gonna like go to that problem in you in your relationship to whatever that person is and everybody's everybody's uplifted mm-hmm. uh, with craniosacral therapy is an osteopathic technique so bone doctors and chiropractors are taught it as an elective in college and it's like hands-on compared to Reiki? and the yes i was taught craniosacral a little differently because i had like a, a friggin wizard teach me it so she would she could just cup your your spine she would different parts of your spine and that's that's what they do in the technical uh, upledger style is they would listen to your spine, listen by, they just get very quiet. Oh, she was the no movement neutral. person. What's that? Was she the no movement person in your last yes. podcast? Or one of them? Yes, she was. She was like stillness. She's like, you have to be still. Whereas in the upledger technique, they're doing little undulations and things like that to try to quote unquote encourage the uh, spinal meninges, which are the membranes inside your spinal cord and brain, uh, to make these little micro releases. And then that's connected to tons of things. And that just keeps exponential it has exponential effect through the body but it's a very visceral thing you'll feel flinches in your in your body and on these lower levels you, like i would have my hand under your sacrum which is the like your tailbone to that triangle bone basically and then the back of the skull you know, cranio sacral that's where the word comes from 
And when you're listening to the way the cerebral spinal fluid is being produced and reabsorbed in the brain, your brain becomes aware of all of the micro imbalances that it wasn't able to detect because of all the motion and all of the movement. So it goes, oh, it, it will notice a twist in the meninges. It will notice that a vertebrae is out of place. And when that awareness happens, the brain reverse engineers whatever that problem is. And you, you'll feel a shudder. You'll feel the body will flinch. And that it'll be a very visceral release in the physical body, though it does affect the other layers of your electromagnetic uh, system. So it can okay. affect your emotions. It can change your mind by releases in the physical body but you have to in the way she taught it was we got absolutely still and emptied our hands but right so instead of like being present we empty the hands completely almost like if you can imagine invisigirl like your hands you drain your hands of any kind of um, presence so that they're super still and then you can detect every kind of rocking and motion going on in there so it's almost like uh like how your your taste buds are to your palate like you, you, it gets really really uh, potent and powerful and you notice every little motion inside the body and even while you're holding the spine you'll become aware of motions that are happening elsewhere in the body even though your your hands are are listening locally you'll be able to detect like imbalances in the legs imbalances up at the top of the head the middle of the chest just by being quiet and you go oh that's interesting and as you become aware of those imbalances in a neutral state oh that's oh that's interesting the body starts to unwind whatever thing you're observing in quantum physics they call it the observer effect oh yeah right so um that's that's what that is based on now i combined reiki with that even though my teacher would not be happy with me when i do that seems like it's hard not to it, and you know she's more. shut it off dude i can <laughs> still she could she could across the room notice when i was channeling energy and wow. not and i would screw with her just to see if she'd be like knock it off you know like that's, like sorry sorry you know and I'd, I'd laugh and then like i'd get really quiet again and just sit in neutral and then in that neutral the body would start to unwind you you could like see it visually because we knew what the anatomy looked like and um, and the physiology so you can like watch like a, a bone spiral fragment from like within like it, you can telescope in and like see on the, on the micro level on the cellular level or you could telescope your vision back out and see like large systems and the way they would um, reconnect with each other or how they were connected or in this case like their dissymmetry or if there was tension in it you would just it would just be obvious to just like if you tasted cayenne pepper you'd be like oh that's cayenne you know I'm picturing all my um anatomy and physiology textbooks and seeing like the diagrams and everything yeah. winding Totally, totally. It's it's just like that. You would it'd be like you get X-ray vision in a way. It was she was training that, and at a certain point, you realized you did because we did a, a class called the Amazing Brain, and I would hold someone's skull, and you can't feel micro because it's there's so many layers to the brain. But when you really tuned in, and your vision would go in, you could see a twist through the amygdala. You could see twists in the, or you could see like that the that the. Uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, the vaults of the brain might be a little collapsed or pressured or that the sinus cavity is off. And you would just, by looking at them in that neutral state, it would just become obvious. You could feel that tension inside the internal structure. And as you observed it, they'd be like, oh, man. you know. <laughs> so you'd have to do it, and then the person would verify it like a 100 times until you're like, dude, what I'm seeing is what I'm feeling, and that's really happening. <laughs> and then like when we specialized in it in the fourth level, we got into some really weird shit, man. She would, she, this woman, uh, Dottie Poe, shout out to you, rest in peace. She, uh, she, she would bring in full skeletons 
and we would grab like actual human like skeletons and we would grab the underside of like the malleoluses like you could grab their ankles and you would still feel it like several people freaked out like my girlfriend at the time had ran out of the of the of the thing because we would hold the skeletons and you would feel it ever so slightly moving in your hands like they would still be rocking with the with the cerebral spinal fluid because the memory in them electromagnetically so there and we were so sensitive like we do tests like you you could find a hair and after like 10 pages of of a phone book we put a hair under it and then like try to find where it was like you become ultra sensitive and you could feel the rocking in in like the bones of someone that's already dead so like she freaked out she ran out i was like oh this is fucking cool you know and you can unwind someone that left a memory inside their skeleton which probably correlated to the soul or something like that and then they because people wow. have memory that's why you want to always burn your corpse oh, always get know. cremated because your cellular memory and it the, the time it takes for it to disintegrate you'll still be tied to the planet allegedly Metaphysically, it's just like one of the woo things that I, I was going to say. We're getting woo woo, and I like it. We're going to go in and out. We're going to telescope, just like a craniosacral. It's going to telescope in and out of of woo woo to like practical, and uh, so we did that. And then it was I missed the day where they she took us. She took the class to Body Worlds, where those oh, people yeah. were basically taxidermied in different positions, like skateboarding mm-hmm. or whatever. That was probably horrible for their soul. But she was just like, "All right, everyone," and and you'd be like, "Well, how did you do that without actually touching them? Because they're behind glass." Well, after we did, this is just our, this is the way I learned craniosacral therapy from a UN energetics grandmaster, which is a whole nother healing system, right? Which is bonkers. That's where she developed the neutral approach to craniosacral therapy and combined them. And I felt it's like way more powerful. And then in the, the, when we were doing our projects, when we were doing, uh, uh, like we had to like pick someone that had like a, a, a serious melody like amputees or something like that and and work with them she would start the class first we would do teamwork so if one person would hold the head the other person would hold their feet and we would tell each other like what we were feeling through the body and dude it was dope to be the person on the table let me tell you I like, bet. unwinding yeah. it's just the first time I'd i cried volunteer. in like 18 years that kind of thing oh. i'm just like yeah it just exploded and she would be like okay now just like how your hands are sensitive, your your field should be sensitive at this point. So I want you to stand apart across from the other person, drop in a neutral, and then tell me what you feel and hold their body the same as you would if you had your hands on them. And we found to our surprise that just like just listening, period, once you like pick the target, it didn't matter how far away the person was. What's wrong with my collarbones? <laughs> they're shifted this way. Oh, no. He, he was <laughs> like, right. just drop into neutral and notice. And his eyes were like, looking wherever you know everyone yeah, holds yeah. their attention basically yeah it becomes like that so you, you cool. don't have to always have it on that's the great thing because otherwise cool. you'd be noticing everybody's problems everywhere you went another reason why it's not great to be clair audience or clairvoyant yeah. is like you don't want to hear people's minds and sh- and not be able to shut that off but it's just like a zone you're able to drop into and we would like look at each other from the thing and they would just stare at each it was like people were just staring at each other in class but it was it was awesome like we'd stare and they'd start flinching just the same as if they were laying on the table and we were going like holy shit dude this is this is bonkers and then they would step across all the way across the room and so you're at least like 30 feet apart and we would do the same thing and we would tell the other person all the stuff we felt and they'd be like and the other your partner would be like yeah i did feel i felt it unwind counterclockwise through my collarbone and like and my left hip rotated just the way you said and you'd be able to feel all the information even though you weren't touching the person 
That's I was cool. like, holy shit, we're becoming like psychic. This is crazy. And then <laughs> she took us up to a park and made us all do craniosacral on trees. We would touch on the trees? roots on trees, like especially, I forget, the Kate Sessions Park up oh, here. Yeah. And I like picked this big old tree and I put my hand, I think I mentioned this in the book, I put my my hand on its roots and traveled down and then I realized all these trees are communicating via the roots. Like the tree isn't actually the trunk or the branches, it's actually the neurological system like down below it. So I saw like how like these, the pipes that were run through there were obstructing and stuff and I could actually feel different parts of the tree had different personality <laughs> and everyone else in the class had the same kind of um, you read that book? Uh, what is it called? It's called Braiding Sweetgrass. No. What's Robert Wall Kimmerer. Um, I just read it recently, and it talks about how trees communicate and how water droplets communicate, and it's yeah. borderline woo-woo, but also Super she's like an arbologist or something cool. Mm -hmm. So There's a, a book uh, also written in like 1906 that was called The Secret Life of Plants by oh. like Bird. It was like... I think I referenced I think it in my book that, somewhere. Yeah. And they so were cool. able to prove in the early 1900s that, that plants are psychic, that they can read, they can measurably read your emotional states from any distance. So mm. the owner of a plant, like you could go to New York, and if the plant was in Los Angeles and they had a stress event, if the person like got in a car crash or the person had an emergency, you could measure the plant at that exact moment and you'd see this huge electromagnetic spike and worry, like the plant can oh, worry for you, the same as a dog. Yeah. You know, they're, they're super, super psychic. And they, they proved this in like the early 1900s and just, just went over everybody's friggin' head like yeah. it's no big deal. But uh, they can read electromagnetic states at almost any distance. I think that's what kind of triggered me to truly believing or understanding, mm -hmm. me, un thinking I understand more, is um, the electromagnetic part of it all. And like everything having its own yes. little electromagnetic force. Yeah. And everything is like super close together, but not really touching. And so there has to be some thing influencing it all. Right. They, people don't realize like these fields, that, especially that surround organic life forms, like whether it's a dog or a plant or us, our bubbles kind of, our, our auras, I feel is another way of putting it, kind of interpenetrate one another. So information is passed on from life form to life form because life is just one large form. People call it God. You could also say it's just life and the processes of life and information's constantly being exchanged between them. If you've done like an enormous hit of acid, you might even see those threads of energy between like different, different life forms and the fact they're connected and, and the cords of energy that are the, the lines of transmission. But sometimes it's just, they call it like also the morphogenetic field, like or the morphic fields. Okay. That was by Dr. Rupert Sheldrake. He did uh, things that, that these fields of energy. Sounds like a Harry Potter character. He does, right? He sounds like a Harry Potter teacher. Maybe uh, Mandrake, Sheldrake. Sheldrake, yeah, might be where they got it from. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. But they, they, they exchange information in exactly that same way that, like, I saw evidence of this at SeaWorld. At SeaWorld, because there's morphic fields, which is just fields of energy, like you could say, like the, the San Diego Padres is one field or the field of medicine is a big bubble with all of the information and contents and history and opinions, anything woof. having to do with it. <laughs> right, yeah, woof. That's that's not the probably the most appetizing field to be tuned into. Okay, what happened to SeaWorld? Well, at SeaWorld, there's also morphic genetic fields is what Sheldrake said. There's not only f bubbles for each concept that we have mentally within what they call divine mind, but there's also bubbles that are specific to just different species. So the experiment was... 
that a bunch of monkeys that learned how to wash potatoes on one isolated island, Mm -hmm. the other that, that they didn't transport like physically, but the other like monkeys of that same species and then close to the subspecies out of nowhere would start washing potatoes in the exact same manner. Like they did learn the trait and because it was uploaded to that like kind of internet cloud that they all specifically share as a, as a, as a species, they'd all start doing the same behavior. And I saw the same evidence at um, at the uh, at SeaWorld. I was I, I love the beluga whales there. I'd do Reiki on them. You know, I'd, they're pretty cute. They're pretty cute. <laughs> so if I if I'm not at SeaWorld, I'm I'm at the zoo, basically giving Reiki to all these animals all the time, and, right. and I let my feet kind of walk me around to which ones needed, especially the reptile house. It's horrible. You got to like really really hook them oh, yeah. up. Yeah, actually, when I, we were with you, we went to the alligator for sure, and it needed or crocodile. Sorry. Yeah, and it needed so that was your Reiki love. class, right? Mm-hmm. See, if you do a Reiki class, maybe we end up going to, go the, to the, zoo the zoo if you have it, and you go work on the animals because they can feel the energy big time, and uh, they're also absorbing a lot of people's bullshit when they're you know oh those poor things. So imagine if you were not only behind glass or behind a, an enclosure, but then having to hear everybody's whiny sympathy at you, like and and they feel that kind of energy more than people do all day every day. So like, I'm like going to do them a little bit. I know I try to put up <laughs> grids and stuff like that to try to block that out. But sometimes, you know, they're also their zookeeper handlers. They have their bullshit going on at home, and then they come and handle them. And then they're like, Ugh, you know, like, get a social life, bro. It's just depressing <laughs> me. So they, they take on our, our negative energy. So I go to clear that out, and um, I forget completely. The, blue, the, whole, beluga. the beluga whales. Oh, see, I'm telling you, people that went to college are so much better staying on topic than woo-woo people. So I go to SeaWorld, and there's this baby beluga whale named, I think, Pearl. Oh. And... Um, there was this phenomenon that everyone was recording that dolphins could blow these like bubble rings with I have no idea how they do that. They're super geniuses. They have like eight lobes to their brain, but they would There's blow out their spoon. But yeah, I got dolphin iconography. <laughs> You'll see in the videos. Like I love the dolphin energy because it's like unconditional yep. love. It's part me. of the matrix uh, field. Like that's that's a morphic field. I'm talking about specifically that Dr. Bartlett had created, and we'll talk about matrix later. Yeah, that's part but three. Question that's three. part question three. <laughs> Uh, so I went and I saw these beluga whales. Well, I saw the dolphins first and they were blowing like the bubble rings. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool that they're able to do that. And it seemed to jump species because I was all alone. I was at the, the SeaWorld. No one else saw it. And the baby beluga whale swims up to me and it blew a perfect like bubble ring. Oh. And it's like, how else would it have figured out how to do that? It's like, there's dolphins that could do it in the same near enclosure. So there had to be some kind of field resonance and it was, mm. you know, and no, I've never heard of anyone mentioning that beluga whales could do that, but it looked straight at me, went, you know, and blew a bubble ring. And I was just like, holy shit, this is proof of Sheldrake's, <laughs> of Sheldrake's <laughs> entire theory. I never thought about beluga, uh, either of them blowing bubble rings, but that's cool. Yeah, it was extremely cool. And I've never heard of anyone yeah. mentioning it since. I mentioned it to a, a trainer at SeaWorld and she seemed to be like, think I was out of my mind, but I was like, no, dude. You saw I saw it. it with my own friggin' eyes. It was a perfect ring, and it smirked at me like, yeah, what's up? So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> suck it, human. Beluga. So cute. If you ever get a chance, they have a program there where you can pay a little bit extra money, and you get in a wetsuit, and you can, like, float with them and feed them. Whoa. And, yeah, that's that's a really fun interaction. First time I ever did that is because I helped cure this one lady. I didn't, obviously. The energy <laughs> did. Facilitated? Had, facilitated, yeah. She had, like, a brain condition. That like, oh, you know, then it goes, like when there's a blood imbalance tinnitus. and it could, it's a form of tinnitus, but they were going to do a brain surgery on her to fix it because mm-hmm. there was like some membrane that was, and when the blood would pulse through her head, it would create an audible sound. Oh no. 
at a rhythm, right? So that would drive anyone else I know bonkers. Totally. But we did craniosacral therapy and, and matrix and it went away. So After she was all session? stoked. It took a few. Oh. That one there was a little there was a little rebalancing that had to happen. That's I fair. always prefer it happens in one session, guys. They, that's what they call literally a fucking miracle, <laughs> you know. But I can only I can only be miracle max sometimes, you know. <laughs> like uh, when I'm not, then it's like, liar! <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to be a liar, so <laughs> I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> Friggin' love. Shout out to that movie. So good. It's my favorite of all time. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I don't think it means what you think it means. I I'm I'm trying, trying in a go, <laughs> trying. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, it took like three oh, sessions. Yeah, multiple sessions. It took like multiple sessions. Have and, you um, ever worked on people with like brain cancer? I did. I worked on someone that had like a they had a tumor, like a growing tumor like a in their head. But they couldn't tell if it was like Bad benign or, or if it's whatever. But he said after like I didn't see him for a long time. He was an older man. He came back and said, "Hey, they said my tumor shrunk." So Sweet. I took that as a really yeah take that as a celestial coincidence and i'd be intrigued to see like what you feel when you are feeling a glioblastoma or whatever it feels like you're feeling a brain and then it has like some kind of like like wart or cyst like in it just you could feel Mm. a bump somewhere that should be spongy and wet and and grow like it feels like a calcified uh aspect so when you're listening to that um with your hands in neutral like you just kind of zero in on the target and then like listen as deeply as you can. And then the brain can be like, Oh my God, is that growing there? You know, like it can become aware of the unconscious pattern Mm. that's there. That's, that's how I experience it anyway. Okay. And more often than not, uh, yeah, things change. Things change deeply. That kind of goes in earlier. you you touched on like disease Mm -hmm. and something I've heard is like disease is dis-ease, like not an easy flow of energy. Yes. So by implementing any one of these methods or techniques, you can help influence the flow of energy? Yes. I mean, you, uh, in the end, it's great to be able to train yourself to do things that reduce your stress because like stress is what's creating like a bunch of the congenitive diseases. We're talking like psychologically created diseases. It's because of friction. Friction is another word for stress. And that friction turns into like where you go from a state of ease to unfortunately dis-ease. And it it takes a long time, most of the time, you know, if you like people are addictive complainers or they um, are, they, they, they watch a lot of things visually that create stress hormones in them. Like, you know, you see it a lot with, um, like adrenaline addicts, mm. like they're constantly like pushing the nitrous through their body <laughs> are um, people that are addicted to arguing or fighting. Anything that isn't peaceful, basically at some point is creating friction in that um, biochemical soup inside of you. And one of the metaphors I used to use is, uh, though a bit vulgar, um, is that yeah. like if your body's internal um, chemistry was like a perfect martini, every single instance of stress or, you know, like road rage or uh, arguing with your parents is like putting a little medicine dropper of pee, just like a few drops, like beep, beep, beep in there. And you might not, you know, like you might not notice for a while, but after a while you'll notice like that your belly doesn't feel settled, that, you know, your, your upper back is tight for (laughs) no reason. And in, because it becomes your new normal, you forget how relaxed you used to be and the brain chemistry adapts and the body tries to adapt the best it can 
but it's like you're starting to run an engine with with like no oil or that the oil is gunky and it just eventually wears down on the performance and if you don't stretch it's like if you don't stretch you don't put the right lubrication as far as like water and stuff goes and it like high stress like mentally and emotionally stressed situations if you don't do something to reverse that or reverse engineer that or counter that in time I mean, that's what all of Louise Hayes' uh, yeah, book is about. She has a book full of like description of diseases that are psychologically caused, and it's most of them. If you're wondering like why someone has the diabetes in the family and another person doesn't when it's genetically supposed to, I think what activates those genes is the stre- like the addiction to stress, and that gets passed on mother to daughter or father to son and, and so forth, and that's what turns those things on. You don't have to. If you learn how to not be like that. How can we learn how to not do that? <laughs> uh, well, if you don't get uh, majoring energy work from people like myself, you know, okay, so uh, then you. we're going to, if you want to do it self help, that kind of thing, you can reverse engineer it with, with mantras. You can do it with scientific, you know, you say statements in your head that are um, contradictory to what is creating the dis-ease and Louise Hay's book and, and work definitely describes that. Um, taking yoga absolutely wonderful and i'm not talking about the sweaty yoga bullshit <laughs> which I is more like exercise like infrared hot yoga the other day yeah, miss me with that pass I was like what pass, dude. <laughs> that sounds dangerous whether maybe. you're drinking with yoga or you're doing yoga with goats, goats none of that shit puppy yoga it's absolutely stupid you shouldn't be have anything distract Good for the you. gram anything yeah and none of those people are are present or aware yeah, whatsoever uh and they'll feel the effects of that bullshit <laughs> in due time in due time but real yoga is the stuff like Sadhguru teaches it's the stuff that you learn at the um, self-realization fellowship out in san diego where they teach you like a kriya yoga where hatha yoga just relaxing you park your body into a position and then you breathe deeply because you need to train yourself to breathe deep you breathe shallow you're already on your way to death i know i'm always taking a deep breath oh so that's something i do whenever i see my patients okay speaking of random changes things we're talking about yeah um but whenever i greet a new patient i have to check their vital signs which includes like respiratory rate blood pressure heart Mm. rate whatever and i always tell them okay everybody we're taking a deep breath and i'll have the patient the patient support person and myself take a deep breath that's great that's so nice (laughs) it's great to harmonize with them that way and most people if you could just teach them to breathe deeply Mm -hmm. i think you'd see 50 percent I believe 50% of, and especially breathing through the nose, because most people, you know, that it's an insult to be like, you freaking mouth breather. Oh, yeah. There's a reason for that. When you breathe in through your nose, that oxygen hits your brain first, the prefrontal lobes and through the, the uh, nasal ganglia that are, that are right here, feed directly into the brain and midbrain. I really remember all that. And <laughs> sorry, I was assuming everybody fucking knows that. <laughs> and I'm just spouting nonsense anyway that sounds like it makes sense anyway, but it makes sense to me. Oh, you breathe in through your nose. Like yeah, right? You breathe in through your nose. And it hits your brain first, and you get all the filters of, you know, particulate matter. That's why we have nose hair. Some of us ex- in excess. <laughs> Shout out to the fellas. <laughs> and uh, and then you can exhale out the mouth, which is fine. It's as far as expelatory like respiration. That's that's great. You can breathe out the mouth, but if you're breathing in through the mouth, it's not good for your blood chemistry. They've they've tested this. You can read a book called Breathe. I forget the author's name, but but it explains all of that. Like breathing through the nose, like that Native Americans used to only breathe through the nose, and they trained their children to only breathe through the nose. And mm-hmm. uh, they had unbelievable like physical like they'd say like oh the guy's like six five and has like a perfect <laughs> because they 
because they trained their babies, even at small ages, to only breathe through the nose. They thought wow. it was like it would bring death to breathe, breathe through the mouth. Instead, it was white people. Surprise, <laughs> white people in pox. So basically, you want to breathe deep and practice. Like if you just did that and practice that every day about expanding your, your lung capacity. Breathe. Breathe. You heard her. She's a medical breathe. professional. Breathe. In through your nose. Right, that sounded creepy. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> yeah, breathe. Maybe they everyone did. I, I hope they do. I hope they're realizing like... I'd be driving, taking a deep breath. Well, I noticed something like the last time I was in a hospital, last time, you know, if you work with someone that has, you know, noticeable obesity problems, older people, like the elderly, and people who are sick, they all have one thing in common. They're breathing shallowly. Really try to observe that. If you know someone in your life, they you know, they take these little gasping breaths or whatever, that screws your physiology up so bad. So if you could just train yourself, and that's why I said yoga, is because even if you don't like the woo-woo stuff, dude, you'll you'll have having a hot body for one, you know, <laughs> you will melt down. I had a homegirl that lost like 80 pounds and her skin didn't get stretch marks. Like it's, it's, it's shortened up because she did yeah. a yoga teacher training. Nice. She did yoga like every day, but like it was really noticeable for her. You know, she was from Chicago, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, what are you doing different? She's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just putting my, I'm not doing anything extraneous, not, not extra, like extra twisty stuff, but it really teaches you to breathe deep. And if you do that, if you notice your breath and you're focusing on expanding it, it surrounds your heart. It brings your attention out of your head and into your heart. And I think it's, it's great that it tricks you to do that, but physiolo physiologically, oh, like just that small thing can absolutely change your biochemistry, you know, whether you end up getting <laughs> getting a major disease or not yeah. um because uh, it'll change also your your mental and your emotional deep breathers have different kind of thinking like anxiety people that have anxiety and depression shallow and raspy deep breathers not not deep excuse me they're just like you can't there's rhythms of breath that correlate to different states of mind and states of emotion you can't smile and be angry It'll disappear within four minutes. You can't. I've tried multiple times. <laughs> when I was irate, I'd be like, and you just stretch your face like this, like the Joker. But within four minutes, you would only have access to positive thoughts. Like it'll force them out. One of my out. coworkers had us do a minute, and we timed it of smiling. Right. And we were like, <laughs> just smiling, <laughs> just smiling alone. We felt with, so silly, but then we all laughed, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. There's people that have made cancer go into remission just by laughing. And Louise Hay, when, when she was, she did like. That's how she discovered there's always a mental root to all major pathologies, all major diseases. She did laughing yoga and laughed and it and it died back down, but it rebloomed. So she was like, What 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 is it that you know, what's the root of this? And she realized it's a mindset there's a mentality. And she tied cancer to basically a hardness of like lack of forgiveness. So her whole thing was doing forgiveness mantras. So if you got a major disease or you got people that you love doing that, get her book, You Can Heal Your Life. I've, I've gotten rid of four out of four, I think maybe five out of five things now, like where I get, because I don't have insurance and have them for <laughs> years. Fuck Obamacare. Shit's a fucking scam. So I, I would like, well, I don't got insurance. I can't afford to go to that thing. So it's either this woo shit works or I'm toast. <laughs> and I was able to like get rid of like a ingrown toenail doing that, which was, which is, categorically insane to a medically trained person right so i would did Bring the mantra on. and the thing is you see open-minded medical <laughs> but they're not usually running administrations because it's a for-profit business not yet. not yet oh yeah please take over the whole damn 
industry. That's I love for you for masters in healthcare administration. Oh my god! But right Can't now wait. I'm too smart to go into that. Maybe. Oh no! It's going to be a cesspool for the next mm-hmm. uh, five to seven years. There's going to be major course corrections in that entire field. So, buckle up, kids! You're hearing Mr. Wu's prediction right now. You got money on it. And though I'm not a financial uh, planner whatsoever or have qualifications for that. You can short those medical stocks and you're going to make a bill. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Louise, hey. You know, when yeah. I met you, I think you, because I was telling you I worked on an oncology unit. Yes. And so you were like, she healed her cancer three times and blah, blah, blah. Crazy. And so I was like, well, I got to read this book. And right. I called my mom. Hi, mom. Thanks for listening. Um, hey. And she was like, oh, yeah, I've had that book forever. And she sent right. me a copy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my mom is so cool. She is already... I think she was uh, the original woo-woo. And same with my She's sisters. the woo-woo side of your like, family? Yeah. Because we got wizards and like they hi- a lot of times they're in hiding because they don't want to make the other, the muggly people in our family like feel She's there. asleep or uncomfortable. So She's they kind of slip woke. it in. Oh man, we're kicking ass right now. We're doing good. This is a great conversation. Thank you. Oh, you oh, were talking about matrix energetics, the third question. Oh, yeah. What is it? So, a third, oh, what is it? Good question. Even Dr. Barlett says he doesn't know what it is. It's like something that just happened to the guy. Only thing we know is we don't know anything, right? Who's that? That's, that's basically, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. the, there's, there's non duality is like a whole path where they're like, I am not that, or they go, I am, like, who am I is the question they ask over and over again until they achieve enlightenment. And, and matrix energetics is like a software, a spiritual software that can reverse engineer friction not only inside the body but in the space around you and far quicker than you would if you did craniosacral therapy so it's like craniosacral therapy but infinitely faster it can be almost instantaneous um how do you do it is the person standing or sitting uh it's usually generally performed with a person standing so was that what i was doing in the beginning that's what you were doing in the beginning right and it was and it was subtle but yeah you feel that strong wave going through you the best and what we're it's what essentially it's doing is reverse engineering or collapsing out of reality different it's almost like if you were your your mind was a quantum computer and you're basically trying to delete all of the cookies which is all the suggestions and opinions and, and perceptions of other people that we've taken on and go, okay, you know, please still love me or, you know, whatever, whether it's an authority figure or someone you respect. And also clearing the history because history is a major, major issue when it comes to healing and health. Like that's the major thing that, that most people are trying to heal through is memory. Memory like, that's biochemical. Even if you don't know about it? Yes, especially unconscious memory. Most people's brains pave over the traumas that happen to us so we don't have to keep reliving that because otherwise our nervous systems and our biochemistry would just collapse. So they'll just be like, oh, oh, put that in a little shoebox over there. But the shoebox becomes diseases over time if you don't address the shoebox. You can't like pave over these things, even though that's just the brain's temporary coping mechanism so it can rewire and, and continue without being curled in a ball basically your whole life. So what Matrix Energetics does is it's able to pinpoint uh, fulcrums of tension and it would be tense space it could be hardness in the shoulders it could be a physical thing it could be an emotional hardness but your attention goes to these spots and once you connect to them in a specific way you're able to kind of delete them or collapse them out of reality as though you were dragging that information into the trash and minus all of that information would be your soul what they call like that their, your real self would be able to shine through the mind the emotions and the physical body as perfection because that's underneath it all, like what what you truly are and, and what's manifesting uh, physically. So 
uh, it's, it's basically just doing that, but it, at like rapid speeds, it would look almost like, um, Tom Cruise in the movie minority report when you're oh, sifting yeah. through information. So you're seeing this visual information and as you're seeing it and interacting with it, every time you interact with it, it shifts it in some way or collapses it further and further and further until there's nothing left to work on or notice, which means you're done. And it's kind of visual, like a video game. It, Has it, anyone ever really done? <laughs> done what? Went with matrix energetics, isn't there always something to be fixed? Well, it could be that there's just nothing in relationship to what your intention was going in. So if you gave me six things to work on, that would be like the parameters of my video game of matrix energetics for that game. And I would continue to do, yes, there's, there's further memory and there's, there's deeper traumas and there's other things. But if you gave me those six things to work on, I would be able to shift the energy in relationship to those problems. And it isn't like a linear thing. I'm not trying to fix those six things. I would just simply look at your energy and utilizing kind of an imaginative state, but it's it's hard to describe. It's like getting into a different altered consciousness. When you're there, like it starts sometimes just doing it automatically or you notice things and go, oh, and it works despite you. It'll, it'll like the information cool. of matrix energetics will, like brings will collapse. Forward. Yeah, it's like a software like that. And so it just you don't goes have that, to triage that, it. That. It does it for you. It does. And it's even like what you're noticing that. is just a pinhole comparison to the vast amount of data that is being screened out, a la the same way like if you're on acid or on mushrooms, you go, oh, there's all that information. I can see colors and trails and dimensions and beings. Your brain is screening that out so it can focus on Earth and and not lose its mind <laughs> because that, that's kind of like the state that autistic kids are in you know they're just seeing everything all at once and they have no filters It'd be like if you took acid and couldn't come back allegedly but that is you know a bit like when i tune into them like what they're seeing and like to be able to focus on your little like hey would you like this this fruit cup you know is it ever the kids tripping for out. you like or, and yeah. also, do you have to like drop into neutral, as you said before, with craniosacral stuff? It, yeah, and when I do, when I do like a healing session, it kind of bops in between like all three of those. So as it will be like as I'm, it's occurring to me, almost like cooking by intuition, almost like cooking by um, which I definitely continental. shouldn't do. I burn everything. You know? <laughs> well, that's what's <laughs> great, great is you trade. can't mess it up. You can't mess it up. That's set good. up that like way. That so you get into altered states. You start to notice information of the person and the space around them. And then sometimes you'll hear time travel it and you go, okay. And you bring it back to like when it started and then release it. And then it catches back up in linear time or you end up going out into the space or you end up shrinking into the space or it goes, or you see one of the Reiki or Shambhala symbols come up and you go, okay, where should I put that? You ask your mind in the little feeble part of you and then it goes there and you go, okay. And you apply it and something awesome happens. And you just kind of weave in, weave this tapestry and, and like grab this ingredient and then this seasoning. Do you get better at listening to what your comes across your mind? Absolutely. You know when people say like meditate and then you sit there and you're like laundry, gas, yeah. I should sweep. Yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of like put those in a bubbles and like let them go and then bring your attention back to like whatever the original focus is. It could be. Like just just watching yourself breathe, like the great Peter Mount Shasta, who's an incredible mystic, and you know he's a oh, yeah, servant of the breath, light. Yes, right. Always yeah, yeah. Breath. He does. He he was trained in the East, but he take another deep breath. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm running my mouth. Let's all take a deep breath. No, not for you. I meant we for the right listeners. Now. Everyone's gonna feel so good after this. Hopefully. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so 
Okay, continue. Oh, sure. <laughs> I didn't even see it interrupted my brain thinking. I'm sorry. So now I'm like, oh, that's good. But it's supposed to. You're supposed to be able to shut your mind off. So you were talking about like filtering things. And yeah. It gets easier to filter over time. Yeah, it's just like if you play any kind of game any over practice, time, you, you're going to get better at it. You know? Or oh, better. That's a good segue into uh, Garrett's paintings. I uh, I want to advertise for this guy because oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's great. I think he can work on commission too. So if you want to contact yes. him directly, does he, he specialize is. mostly in nature uh, paintings, is. but he's been working on portraits lately? He's been doing oil paintings and he can do anything from dogs mm. to scenes to people to, mm. yeah, I, he's done some great things. And I saw his work personally and I was just like, dude, I could totally put that up in my office. That is legit. Yes. That is really awesome. And um, he's such a great guy. You could tell like the, the energy that he is goes on to those canvases. Yes. He is so smart and brilliant and creative and organized. Don't we all want our spouses to be saying stuff like this about ourselves? Isn't this great? See, That's I how me and my spouse Garrett, feel about listen, life. Listen, I tell I people this. See, now the whole world knows. <laughs> Just kidding, Garrett. There's only like a hundred people listening or something like that. that. The world. I love all of you. Every single one of you that are listening. Does he have like an email that people he, can contact him at? Or like maybe on Insta? On Instagram. If, when you post the video of me, if you mm -hmm. click on my page, I mm -hmm. have a shout out to him. And you can click on his art page. That's great. That's great. Such a great guy. He also took the Reiki class with yeah, we Anna. Went to Talk zoo. about open-minded because a lot of times it is one spouse that's totally yeah. excited about it and you're just like, All I'm right. so glad he doesn't Plus, think I'll I'm Plus, I'll go with you to see if this guy's an asshole or if he's creepy or whatever. <laughs> so they kind of go because they're, you know, like concerned. They're like, oh, she's really enthusiastic about this person, so really I'm going to check him out. I know. So I get, I get that a lot. I get that a lot when you work with the ladies. Uh, but yeah, okay, he came and was open-minded and he completely completed the reiki course and he's such a beautiful soul i felt like he led us through the zoo that day because you when yeah, after you attuned us you were like okay like let your feet take you and i also wanted him to kind of enjoy it more like and make right. sure but i don't know he just we walked right over to this big old bird and every time we walk by it now at the zoo we're like this is the What's bird we helped <laughs> secretary bird yeah dude right on i feel it he popped in my head so fun. take this down Anyway, yeah. I would say that like an idiot, like when it goes by. So funny. <laughs> Secretary Bird, take us down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but he's yeah, a wonderful person. Garrett practices it sometimes with me. Me too, sometimes. That's good. It's hard. You know, well, not hard, but. He's got a lot on his plate. Like you turn it on sometimes and then. Yeah. I mean, folks, yeah. if you every day like just did five minutes of yoga with your spouse or, you know, something where you as a team unplug from the consensus reality and they go, okay, this is our group unit. This is our usness, and do something to like rub each other's feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cook each other a snack. Just um, kidding. I don't know if I would. You don't know if you would. I would. Garrett does. He's yeah, great. You could do it through the socks. It's all good. <laughs> in case people got a weird foot thing. I do like touching people. It's funny. Well, yeah, you're a nurse. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm very kinesthetic. I, I, Same. I'm, I'm touchy. My wife is a former massage therapist, so you know we rub each other's shoulders and necks. You know, all the time, and. Yeah, those are the kind of things that, you know, if you're going to be with somebody for 60 or 70 years, most people have no idea how long that is. Like, we've been together 10 years, me and my wife, and... Married for 10? No, nah, married for, I think it's six now. And, oh, like, nice. but... Five and a half. We're like, right behind you guys. I, I, yeah, I was, was it the same for you that, like, I was with, like, this, the first week. It was, like, the first week, and I was just like, 
I'm off the market forever, boys. This is <laughs> if she says yes, this is it, dude. Bye. You know that, that's it. See you, ladies. I'm out. You know, like please let this woman like, marry it's like me. Like your built-in best friend forever. Yes, yes. Now, if you want to vibe into that, you guys, that that takes like a lot of self-love to be able to attract in someone that's gonna love you. Shout that out to much. podcast with the gentleman from Canada. You guys talked about that. Oh, which one? And how you oh yeah channeled Abby into existence essentially. Yes. And oh my god, like, that's Michael. Yeah. And he's like, I want a Kim Kardashian, but I don't yeah. know. And I was like, no, <laughs> do you need you? Kim Kardashian? We she ruined to. an entire generation of yes. women. Do you need that? Though shout but out no, to her yeah, for getting a lot of grief. Yeah, whatever. Ever, yeah, yeah. Good no, for everyone. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, to that gentleman, I hope you find I'm not man eaters, whatever. <laughs> um, but cool. yeah, if you want to find actual love, you have to like I did a Louise Hay technique basically and like looked at a mirror and told me my I love you, dude, you know, and I thought it was stupid for like the first thirty <laughs> minutes I did it, but after forty five I was like slicking my eyebrows like it's woo woo hey, until it works. Hey, look at those brown eyes, bruh. <laughs> look at you. I'm off the moment date myself. Once you love yourself like that, then the person that where that person doesn't have to fill a hole in your heart, you know, that's those kind of codependency things that end up destroying marriages and relationships. It's like, it's, Oh, it's their responsibility to make me feel good. No, <laughs> you already headed for the divorce line. That's just not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to kind of overflow your, your well, and then the cup spilleth over and they enjoy your ex, your excessive happiness and, and love and vice versa. Abundance. That's what Kara and I have been trying to think about a lot recently. Abundance. Us too. Like monetary as well. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, yes, please. Yes, please. Bring on the monies. Real estate. Oh, I found a, <laughs> a condo in Hawaii. Like, you know, like you do you the law of attraction thing. And I was just like. I wonder, like, they, and, and it popped up, like, within the hour, it was, like, 600 grand for a condo, like, in your favorite place in Kihei, and I was just like, oh, my freaking God, I want that so bad, I just want that <laughs> Started mumbling to God, like, please, 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 Jesus, you know, and you guys don't have to sit through endorsements and actual, like, advertising at this point, you know, in, in the career, because I, I don't have any sponsors, but uh, I do look forward to doing hilarious advertisements uh, for them whenever that can happen. Um... But yeah, I'm glad we can advertise for for Garrett's paintings right here, right now. I beautiful, am grateful to not advertise my work. Please don't come see me. Please stay healthy. Please forgive yeah. yourselves and others. Never have to see Anna except for in these wonderful podcasts, yeah. of which I hope she'll come back on one day. Yeah. Uh, so I have to. I'm going. No, I don't have to. I am looking forward to getting attuned to Reiki level three which is mastery. She gets to be a Reiki master. And there's kind of like, there's two versions of that. They get Reiki master. And then there's the a little addendum that comes through it. You don't have to pay for that, obviously, but I want like, all of it, <laughs> but yeah, to be able to, to, Abundance. it's like when you're a Reiki master, you get that fourth symbol, you guys, but, and, and you get to, it's all the other symbols are more powerful, but you don't get quite, the advanced level doesn't teach you how to download that app into other people. But after Anna is getting her training, she'll be able to attune first level, second level, and other masters, the third level. And that, I'm really excited for that class. It's going to be really fun. Yes. And, uh, and then I can come back on the podcast when I'm more of a master. Streaming or with energy. Master boss. A master boss. <laughs> That's so cool. Your last name is Boss. Like that a is boss. So great. I know, right? When he told you your last Very name, lucky. were you just like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, when I swear dating? I didn't. Like, I saw Garrett first, and then I found out his last name, and I was like, this is great. Bow wow. Hell yeah. Handsome man at that. I could say that objectively. Good looking cat. 
very talented artist, very kind man. And I would love to see if he would want to ever blend the concept of channeling Reiki and then seeing what can happen on the canvas. I think we talked about it last time I met with you and he oh. would. I think he just needs Just as an to experiment. I mean, <laughs> I know oil. Does he paint oils? Is that like yes. his most thing? But he they could are do expensive as crap. Too. Yeah. You know, oil paint. But it's a good investment and it usually turns out perfectly beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Did Not you have perfect. any other woo-woo questions for me? No, but I keep I I think everyone should come see you. And Aww. he's in Pacific Beach and Cali. Love energy. Oh yeah. San Diego. Yeah, if you're ever in San Diego. But, but I could do it any you distance. Can do it anywhere. As explained by that weird story of craniosacral. And which, when I was doing COVID nursing, you were so kind and you did some distance sessions for free when like everything was locked down. Well, you were stressed and I wasn't. So I thought like, especially since the offices, everybody was afraid to be next to each other. Yeah. I thought like, well, if it's like this for me, I'm sure like Anna's like really in the shit right now. Uh, We could do it for the world. Yeah. You could actually do that. Literally. Once you learn like a high enough level of Reiki, you can channel it to the entire planet because you're like a little acupuncture pin, you know, in the planet and wherever you're standing in, in time space, the Holy Spirit or the the Tao, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are talking, you were talking about like, I thought, I thought God, God was a guy. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah, like, back to that, you, you know, sure like a I had a, you know, a guy with a beard, you think of the Michelangelo thing, which was based on like Zeus, you know, like yay Zeus is like son of Zeus. Um, so that concept of divine father, I, I think I might've explained it on a different podcast, but it's kind of like the source of creation. Like if you can imagine a great central sun that owns everything in existence, they call it like the source of the big bang or the singularity or it's been called, I think that would be like God, the father aspect and what it owned, basically the entire field, the entire creation and all of its contents is the divine mother. So when they say Holy spirit, all they're really saying is the divine mother. And it's like, because they don't use those terms in religion, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's like if they put that in the Bible or in other, like, you know, in more matriarchal terms, more people have been like, yeah, hey, mom, you know, and they say like, I want to, damn it, and they're talking to the universe, you know, Mm, even though there's probably more than one, it's probably more like a multiverse. Uh, But all of that, everything that isn't the absolute source of that would be considered the divine mother. And she's listening to you just as much, or what people call divine love. So you don't have to like think about some father figure that's up in heaven. Like he's got other shit to do. He's creating (laughs) galaxies, universes and shit like that. He's, you know, got better things to do than punish you. The laws are set up to fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) They call it karma. (laughs) You do something destructive and you violate mom's law, the law of love. You get the back of her hand. Somehow you get some loss. Somehow a disease will happen. It's simple, at least at this dimensionality, as far as I've been able to boil it down. Yeah, no, I like the way that... That sits better with me. It sits better with you, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you're like divine love, like all you have to do is remember you're a piece of that spirit, like the oxygen around you, every atom around you, all space that you can conceive of. All of that is divine love and divine. And if you remember, I'm not a person, I'm divine love. Then you just kind of melt into that. That's what all the Eastern religions are all based on. They're all trying to attain a liberation, mukti. They're trying to merge with the creation. Basically, the droplet, like we're humans, we're in an ocean, but we think we're droplets in that ocean that are separate from all of the thing. The mind makes you think you're separate. 
You have an yes. ego. I'm a person. Silly. When yes. really there's atoms outside of you, atoms that constitute your body, and everything's just atoms. That great sea of atoms is the Holy Spirit, as described by Christians, or Shekinah, as described by Hebrews, or you know the Tao, the ever-flowing jessalt of all created energy. They they don't focus on a source of that whatsoever. They just focus on the energy, all the energy, which they call Shakti in the Hindu in the Hindu religions. Shakti. 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 The goddess like Shakti. That. So Shiva Shakti. Hmm. She's the divine mother. He's the component of the divine father. So, yeah, it's all just one. But it's if you can. It's all teamwork. It's all teamwork. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's impossible to separate it. It's just our mind that makes us think we're separate from the other people, that we're separate from one another. When we're all just kind of drops in the same one, like fathomless, infinite, eternal ocean. And on that note, I love listening? you guys. A mere hour and 25 minutes. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Of course. Anna's delightful. I was a little miffy, but you know what I is? I'm feeling all of everybody's meh that's going to happen later tonight because there's so many contested Just don't watch. We can't control it. (laughs) You can't control it, but you can influence it, kids, because all mind is interconnected. But you can partition yourself and be like, I don't want to. Set up boundaries, healthy boundaries. You could set up. Sometimes they're healthy. Sometimes you got to fight. That's true. And it depends on what you want to fight for. You want to fight for your agenda? Do it. That's what makes this country great. Fight. Because, you know, people aren't passively listening to reason and logic anymore. Mm -hmm. So fight. You know, it's okay. It's okay. It only looks like a struggle. It only looks like a fight from this dimensionality. It's already kind of locked in at the higher levels. But whatever happens, you know, be at peace with yourself and your neighbor if you can. Forgive them if they know not what they do. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. You hear that, folks? Love your nurse. You're a nurse friend. Yeah. Shout out. Send love to the nurses. That's so great. You don't have to be. You don't have to be a reiki person in order to send. Like the way prayer works is like your imagination is what they call like the Christ, like what what you have in your mental space and your intention with it. If you bless people, you're either blessing people with your mind. Or you're cursing them with your mind. One is destructive and one is constructive. You don't have to you don't have to have access to this software in order to be able to benefit reality. If people are confused or lost or upset, you can condemn them, you know? Or you can bless them to find uh, peace and illumination. That's what we're gonna go okay, for. Okay, we're gonna go for that. We're, it does sounds better, doesn't we're it? Leave it, it with sounds like the America I wanna live in. With, what is it? Unity and peace. Okay. And illumination. Ooh, illumination. Illumination. Say the little minions. I love it. Yeah, right? I know. Me too. I love love. It's just so much better. It feels better. You're hardwired for it because that's what you're made of is that divine love we talked about. It's only when we squeeze ourselves off and then go Rah! at someone or something that it ends up truly fucking us up. And, you're, yeah. and your, your disease is there to remind you, don't do that. And if you got diseases already... Call on what they'd call the law of forgiveness, right? Imagine a big purple column. And he can help guide you to do that. I can help you. I promise I won't be a caustic dick. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, (laughs) we will find peace together. It will happen. And what's so great about these things is it works despite me. It works either way. And my goal is for all of you to reach enlightenment, all of you to be at a state of complete ease and happiness. So let's breathe deep. And if you don't believe in a creator, thank the creation of which
which you are a part. You are life. That's another name for God. Life. And you're alive. At least I hope you are. And if you're too stoned to understand, <laughs> that's okay too. You'll come back to life as Thanks soon as your listening. weed dies empty. And thank you for listening. I'm impressed. <laughs> what? I'm impressed. They've oh. hung on for this long. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. So loquacious, right? Anyway, that podcast was all over the place, but it was so fun. And Anna brought it back, thank God, in some kind of like semblance of structure. And I'd like to thank thank you for your questions and your time and for for coming and doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Which button is for the um, advertisement? Oh, for the advertisement? I get the behind scenes view. Oh, yeah. The uh, Aussie slash English slash American accent. I love it. Thank you all very much. Are you experiencing (laughs) imbalance physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? Let's help you get it resolved. We simply utilize energy or consciousness-based techniques to harmonize and uplift you physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. This energy healing, particularly with cranial sacral therapy and matrix energetics, is hands down the best in San Diego. Hands down. We pride ourselves with over 13 years of experience helping people like you. What are you waiting for? If you're in San Diego and looking for relief, come see us today. Come see us today, mates. Thank you for joining the Mr. Wu Podcast. I love every single one of you. I hope your lives are filled with joy. And uh, I'll see you next week. Or I'll actually just talk at you next week. Peace. I'll be listening. Aw. She's the best.